You're listening to the Shove Dan Podcast. Alright. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shove Dan Podcast. Shove Dan. We running out here from coast to coast. Stacks, what's up, man? How you doing, Dow? Just just here chilling. I was watching one of the games today, Boston and Boston, Boston in Miami. Yeah, looking it's looking good. It's looking good. Waiting for tomorrow, you know. How you guys doing over there? We're good. We're good. Uh, just uh, finally getting cold out here in Georgia. It's been raining. The hurricanes that's that's like messing up all the southern states and like Louisiana and all that is all the rain's coming over here. But it's cooling down. Oh, uh, it's not. Yeah, it's starting to feel like summer's gone. Um, and uh, well, with that, I want to introduce today's guest. She is from California as well, but she's here in Georgia. It's my beautiful wife, Sandra. Hi, babe. What's up? Hello. How you doing? Tired. Hello, Sandra. <laughs> but I'm good. That's good. I'm okay. I'm happy you're you're doing great. Um, so I wanted to bring you on, and well, before actually, before I say all that, let's uh, hear a standing ovation <laughs> for the first woman ever on the Shut In podcast. Yo. Historical <laughs> event. So historic, you know. Uh, I'm just happy that, that you said yes. I, I always had, you know, I always thought I was going to have you on here. Um, the time has come, and uh, we all want to know a little diversity. bit about you. We want to know what's up, what's going on in your life, you know. So is this like a talk therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, now that you Something said it. Something like that, no? Yeah. So speaking of therapy, babe, uh, that's basically what you've been working so hard these last uh what like six seven eight years that you've been going to school after like post high school were you counting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, I so don't, funny i don't really remember that's how long it's been i think it's six years it was like two and a half years at community college Two years for undergrad and then another two years in the master's program and just it, there's still more years I need to put in to actually get where I want to be. So yeah, it'll be a total wow. of probably eight years. Eight wow. years. Because you were, you were in Santa Barbara too, huh? You were in Santa Barbara. Yeah. I went. Yeah, Damn, I went. A lot of years. That's crazy. Party, party. Yeah, I first started at Los Angeles Community College. <laughs> woo woo. And then I went to UCSB for the two years to do psychology, and then I went to USC for my master's in social work. That's right, that's right. Which is really weird because I was a Bruins fan initially and I went to the mortal enemy school and uh, I would tell Trojan. people I was a <laughs> I was a Bruins fan and they were like, You can't do that and I was like, What about a Brogen? I heard that there's people who were both and they were like, Nah, that half didn't breed? count. Yep. What are they in Harry Potter? Can't can be a half can be a half breed though. No. Mud floods. No, muggles are humans. Yeah, muggles are humans though. That's funny. <laughs> I love Harry Potter movies. They're amazing. Well, speaking of Harry Potter, the PS5. I, I, got, the, I got the whole set. I got the whole set. Hey, me too. <laughs> What's five. up? I tried to buy it. I tried to buy it today. I was like, fuck, that got paid. I'm down to buy it. Motherfuckers are sold out. Oh. That should have me salty, bro. But it's just a pre-sale for the PlayStation, right? Yeah. But I wanted to buy it. <laughs> I wanted to buy it. I don't know. Just like the vaccine, you can't get the first rounds. You know, you gotta let you gotta let it play out. Cause I'm telling you something from buying PlayStations <laughs> for a wanna, long time. You don't like, wanna have that twitch. <laughs> right? 
that the first PlayStation <laughs> that comes out ends up having uh, issues. But anyways, hey, but he's doing a service to the community. If you're the first round, you're at least providing the second round of people to get something that's actually effective. So without those Hell people, no, I'm, not, I'm not no test. That's true. I mean, somebody, but you do that voluntarily. I mean, in in uh, Russia and all that, where they're doing studies, that's hopefully voluntarily, right? You know what? I didn't even really look into that because yeah. I'm more worried about what's going on here because I'm not yeah, in yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're doing trials here too, right? I mean, there's already like well, Seattle, no Seattle. They started trials. I think Seattle. Do some I think research. They trials in Seattle research. and stuff. Yeah. No, I think they started call, trials in Seattle. So. Let me call Bill Gates real quick. Let me see what he says. Oh, let about me text the him. I have, I have, I have. I have the direct line with the devil, fool. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like, calling the devil, there's like this, I don't know, we're kind of going off subject, but there's this calculator. Yeah, this is what we do here. This is a, there's we a calculator crazy. calculator trick you can do where um where you write 1-800 minus, or the dash and the phone number, 666, mm-hmm. hit equal, and then the, I believe the... <laughs> I believe the number is like 1143, but if you flip it over and it's like one of those old school calculators where the four doesn't have a diagonal slang, it's like a square four, it spells out hell. I always do that. Hey, not everyone knows about it. That's just a quick one that trips people out. It's like, damn, I'm calling the devil. Anyways, babe. So well, I guess I'm going to just be calling you babe because that's what I'm used to calling you. I'm not going to call you by your first name. Um, So... Navigating through <laughs> through your education, like, what's been the hardest point? Like, be, was it, like, starting and learning, like, bringing all this new information in? Or was it, like, once you got to, like, getting your master's, taking those tests? Like, where, what's more, more difficult? What's, what, yeah. Okay, well, first let me start off saying actually what I studied and okay. what I'm trying to work towards before I get into the hardest part. Um, I studied psychology and mental health and social work. And I got my master's last year in social work, adult mental health and wellness. So that's doing therapy and helping those who are in need of any kind of services relating to physical, bio, social, and um, emotional as well. (laughs) Yeah. What's that? Well, yeah, yeah. Stack them and I knew for a while. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be my therapist right there. You want to be subject uh, subject 25? Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> nah, <laughs> keep going. Though, I babe. got problems. <laughs> so technically, I'm a, I'm a social worker, aka yeah. therapist. Again, it just depends yeah. on on what type of social worker you want to be, because there's a broad range of social workers out there. I know people when they hear the word social worker, they have misconceptions that oh, you're CPS, so you're the people that take kids away or don't do enough for kids, and it's like, well, social workers in it. It encompasses an array of different yeah. employment opportunities. It's, you can be in the it, ER department. A, you can work in a des- domestic violence shelter. You can work in a school system, like actually just helping kids, you know, with emotional troubles or behavioral problems in class. It's not necessarily going to people's homes to investigate allegations of abuse. Why, or why do you or think that that's like the most common thing that people think of right away? Because I, I, I always, when I hear social work, yeah, I hear, I just imagine people, a bunch of people in cubicles, like mm-hmm. with files, like ready to, because I always think of kids mostly like, yeah. I think it just boils down to the amount of social workers that do do that type of job. 
that's the biggest sector of social work tends gotcha. to be either mental health or children, youth, and family, which is children, youth, and family, where CPS, the school, all of that gets involved. And CPS and is Child Protective Services, yes. right? Okay. Yes. It also differs yeah, and between states. And then when people state. get 5150, you know, like when, when they say 5150, you guys go help them too, not like the So 5150, so we do a lot of crisis management. So, if, you know, wellness checks and things like that are some things we do. Again, it depends on the type of social work you are. Some social workers do health calls. Some do not. Um, mm. But the main reason why most people automatically go to children and, you know, taking kids away is because that is one of their main things is they do go. They don't take them away. People have the misconception that once someone makes an allegation against you that they're just going to go straight to your house and take them away. That's not the case. That's like the they extreme, actually, right? Like yeah, the, that's if they go there they and like they watch find you for a while? evidence. They do. It's yeah, an investigation. Right it's a whole investigation. And the thing is, is yeah, they gotta, a lot you. of times parents are smart. If they are abusing their children, they hide it when we come. Well, not me because I don't do that stuff. But when social workers come, they know how to hide it, manipulate them. You know, the children love their parents regardless of how they're treated and they'll help yeah. their parents. And a lot of times Tonight, some children yeah. do slip. But there's so much more children that get saved that people don't even think about. They ex automatically go to the extreme cases yeah. where they're high prof profile. And I get it. It's horrible. There's some children that slip through the cracks. And it's it's really not really the social workers. It's more of the policies and and the government and everything that works together. Because it's governmentally funded or state funded. Yeah. So... They're overburdened and have a lot of burnout in that sector because there's like one or two social workers for like hundreds of cases. And it's really difficult to get through all those cases and to get every single one right. Yeah. So, you know, any future social workers out there, it's a good, good sector for you, you know, if you <laughs> want to help make a difference, even educate parents how to be a parent. I don't know if is there, yeah, that's, I don't that, think that's there's a, I don't, I don't know if there's a book for that, but at least there's things that, the, that you're not supposed to do that you can what? learn, right? Parent? There's a whole bunch of books on how to be a parent, how to be a, an efficient and effective parent. We give parenting classes. Nalgadas in chapter number one. <laughs> we give parenting <laughs> classes and there's Sintasos. cultural parenting classes. So where yeah. if your culture is different from the American culture, they will be able to assist you to kind of help match the parenting style to make sure that it's safe. Yeah. Um, going back though, uh, you you started telling us about like what you studied, but oh yeah, the question asking about yeah about like how the difficulty or how like how did you go into it or how did it feel going into starting to study about psychology and therapy and all that to like already knowing it and then going for your master's like where was the motivation and how did yeah how did it feel? Well, it all started with at Harvard College when I took my introduction to psychology. I really. I really bonded with my professor. She kind of shined the light on psychology and how fascinating it was and how the world of psychology is so large yet so small at the same time, meaning that it all encompasses one type of thing. The main goal is to help people be effective participants in society to their best ability or just be overall happy or content. And But then there's so many different theories and different... Um, evidence-based practices like treatments and therapies, modalities. There's so much. And there's a lot of different mental illnesses and disorders. If you've ever seen the DSM, it's a really hefty book. So. DSM, what is... It, DSM, is that like what is the, that? the standard yeah, what, book? What is that? It's the diagnostic 
Is that like the dictionary so for... It's like the, yeah, you would consider the dictionary of mental disorders. It basically um, oh. structures all the mental disorders. It's categorized by groups, and they have all the symptoms, how many symptoms needs to be present in order for them to be diagnosed with that. It gives also little descriptions about the disorder, examples, um, and possible treatments but not really focusing on more treatment. It's more diagnostic tool. Just kind of giving you the, like yeah. that's that's like for something that you can refer to when you're working with a patient and you're maybe not sure yeah, what that it's, person it's might have. Yeah, it's pretty much like, like your, your guidebook. You yeah. need it because you don't want to misdiagnose a patient because then that can not only be bad for you as a therapist, but the client. Like yeah, you don't want to diagnose somebody with incorrect diagnoses and they get the treatment for it and it's the wrong one. And it does more harm than good. Our job is not to do more harm. It's the opposite. But going back to the question, I, I'm going <laughs> on a tangent again. I like to talk a lot. Um, I think the uh, one of the hardest parts of it, of getting into this, was dealing with my own insecurities and issues. Very similar to medical students. They've heard of, you know, when nursing or doctors go to school and they learn about diseases, they think they have it too. You know, they start to diagnose themselves. The same thing happens with mental health. Every time I hear of a disorder or a certain symptom, I'm like, I have it. That's what I have. I, you know, and then I'll start to, you know, look back at my childhood and my environment or like, you know, growing up in school. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. That's it. That's where it happened. Uh huh. I I knew it. And so it, it was trying. That's the you hardest part of learning. <laughs> yeah, that was the part where I was like, okay, that's not what I have. Relax. Like yeah. you're just overreacting <laughs> and learning. I mean, you think, but is it yeah. is it common for like therapists, psychologists, or any of those people in that field to end up getting being like mentally oh, yeah. or like or like. They're meant if they already are mentally ill, but they're like capable. And then as they study, it just like gets well, worse, or it like brings it out, or something like that happens. Is that common? You mean like they already have a disorder, and then by studying the disorder, it makes it worse? Yeah, or is that less, yeah? Or do people just go crazy because they're like it, reading or, about or that it stuff? Helps it. <laughs> well, or it no, helps. Or it yeah, helps. Yeah, it can help. Helps, helps it because they're learning. And they probably can control it now. Like I'm learning about it. It can be the opposite too, bro. I know I'm an, I'm pretty negative, you know. <laughs> <laughs> negative Nancy. I just, I just I always look at the that point of view, man. But um, well, there's a lot of therapists know. that have their own, yeah, you know, situations Very. and struggle daily and are still helping people. And if they can't, they do take a step back and retrieve the help they need. It's you know yeah, everybody got but, problems. I was gonna it's, say, but does every ther- every therapist has a therapist? No, that, no? that's not that's true. Not true. But. Ooh. Well, well, it's like the Sopranos. Remember the therapist of yeah. the, of, of Tony has she she had a therapist too. It was crazy, but uh, <laughs> I mean, every therapist shot. usually not every therapist. Most therapists have a supervisor or do does supervision where you can talk to them about what's going on with your clients if you need help or how it affected you or something. You know that mainly. But then again, my experience is more from the educational standpoint because I was a student when I would interact with a lot of these clients. So I had a supervisor that helped me go through certain things. Whenever I had a client that made me feel some type of way, I can talk to my supervisor about it and they can help me with my anxiety from that case or et cetera. Yeah. What's... No, I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> oh, everyone. Ah. You know, vicarious trauma ah. happens. I mean, there's vicarious trauma. It's when, you know, someone talks about trauma, you can actually experience it yourself. 
and can affect you the yeah. same way it's affecting that client, and it happens. You know, Fuck. there's also so you gotta... compassion fatigue happens a lot in with oh, therapists. Shit. So, but you're listening to their problems and you're getting damn because they're it's heavy. It's like their energy. They're, yeah, they're you feed with, off. Yeah, of it. that's you feel, Yeah, it's energy, bro. So they're telling damn and you damn, bro. They're that's damn, crazy. Damn, yeah. Well, it takes special kind know, of miss. people to to do this kind of work. It does. I, I bet it does. You know, it I've does. never been to a therapist. Um, I don't think I've ever felt like I need to go to a therapist, really, because I don't know. I and just, everyone, everyone takes and that's stress the beauty out. of therapy. You don't need to go because you have a problem. You can go to therapy because you just want to talk or you just want to develop new skills. You know, it, it doesn't mean like. Oh, I'm crazy. You yeah. know what, like people say. Nah, oh, you see problem. a therapist, you're crazy. Which is <laughs> well, that's. I think that's the not misconception, a good term to right? Say to people, that's like, a misconception that that's people, a That's why people don't talk about about that kind of stuff, or they're scared to talk about that stuff because yeah, it's stigmatized. Yeah. To this day, even though we know a lot, it's still stigmatized. By the way, no, stacks. No, no, no. Um, this is your uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Intervention, intervention, bro. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, yeah, I'm not going um, to the therapist because we're Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been needing to go to the therapist. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I feel like in, yeah, in our culture, it's like, a pistear? Madre, you got uh, problems with la chela or... Hey, bro, corina? but, it, I mean, but, or, but it's that, crazy, but. bro, but because, like, in my family, like, there, you know, I, there's people that have taken their lives, like, and, and shit like that. So like ah, that might trip out. I think about it, and you know, I I gotta go through a ter- through a ter- to a to a therapist, dog. I got problems too, but it's crazy, bro. You just like you know, people like in our culture, they don't talk about it, fool. But you gotta talk about it. You gotta say something, bro, because you know, if you don't say nothing, yeah. dog, that's when that's when it really f- something could really happen, bro. And you know what I mean? And I don't know because bro. everything gets bottled up. Yep, yep, bro. That's, that's why it's so important for people who are in the spotlight to talk about their anxieties or depression or mental illnesses that mm-hmm. they're having or issues and because that speaks volumes to kids who look up to them or adults who look up to them knowing mm-hmm. like they're going through something and they're getting help for it then I could get help yeah. for what I'm going through. I shouldn't just be up. And then also just normalizes it. You know, it's something you should, it's like if you broke your leg, you go to the doctor, no one says anything, right? It's like, oh, okay, you need to go to the doctor. You have anxiety attack. People are like, oh, you just need to calm down. You're just overreacting. It's like, no, maybe I need to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Treat it the same way you would see a physical doctor. Yep, yep, that, that's so true. Yeah. Because Señor, me duele el, me duele el corazón. <laughs> well, me duele la cabeza, <laughs> but mentally, though, nah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know, bro. Whatever you're going through, like, it's you gotta, you know, you gotta and talk. Everyone, you gotta, every, talk. Yeah, you gotta ask for help own. sometimes too. You gotta be like, hey, bro, or call like through the through all this through this COVID shit, bro. Who I would call everybody face Sometimes people don't answer, but I call people like, what's up? I need, I you know, I call probably because I need help. But you know, check up on the homies, yeah. check up on everybody. Like, you know mm-hmm. what you're doing. I probably don't call people a lot, but I try to FaceTime with people, you know. And, you know I've always be FaceTime with you. Yeah. And, you know, try to, you know, because cause you need to talk to people, bro. It's, dude, it helps. Yeah. So, yeah, but now now we're post-COVID we're post lockdown, pretty much. Like, 
most of the countries open. You guys over here. Bo- except for, yeah, I guess it depends on the state. I feel like in Georgia, most places, a lot yeah. of places are yeah, open. red state. Which I think is the wrong decision, but. Yeah. You know, everyone has their own. People just perception and beliefs yeah. about what's going on with this, so it's kind of difficult to state your opinion without having somebody try to come after you for yep. it, which I think is the dumbest thing in the world. It's like every it's so it's such a big world. Everyone has different minds. It's okay if people have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're not hurting somebody. Yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can get to along, feel yeah. whatever way they want to feel, but I mean, we're adults. Exactly. That's Are all we though? say. Are That's, we? I may not. Act I may, like, I may like not kids. agree with your your opinion or belief, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna degrade you for it. I might educate you on a on yep. a belief that I feel is more substantial, but if you still don't agree, then all right, whatever. Yeah. Think what it's you like want. Like you say, you take the horse to the water. You can't teach it to, to eat. So it's like whatever. Like you try to, to show eat, him like drink, drink whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. You know me, though. You know I, yeah. that, You know it's in the pocket burns a hole. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, it's 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 true what Sandra's saying. Like people, you try to teach them and and you know like not offend them or anything, but people just they act like kids it's, sometimes. It's, it's what we've talked about before. It's like um. Not just sitting there and seeing a meme and being like, oh, I'm going to share it. Like, before you share that meme, actually think about what the what it is you're sharing. Obviously, like, memes, a lot of them are funny and whatever. They're pictures. But little, like, political you know? memes. But when it comes, yeah, when it comes to political things or scientific things or whatever, then, you like, I, the least you can do is Google what you what's on that post. Google and the then, numbers. You know, and read a couple different articles from a couple different places and then... But read them Make from the decision, right places. You know? Don't read them from fucking right wing McGee over here, or left, <laughs> or left. But it's the left same thing. Yeah, you have the lefty shit. left and you have the right wing, and they're both going to be extreme. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So if you are going to read one of those, read them both, and then mm-hmm. decipher with both information. You decipher. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with like Instagram. If you're so social media always works with the what is it what is it called algorithm algorithm so what things you look up or you see you're like often they're going to show you the similar thing yeah so if you're constantly looking at negative things or things with a certain belief you're only going to see those things if you're looking at sexy girls on instagram (laughs) yeah that explore page is going to be nothing full of the chicas right there (laughs) <laughs> That's why we on this over here. Like, let's put in this explore well, whatever page you're right into, now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> if you're into Q, you know you're in a bunch of Q shit over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. But going that. back to COVID and mental health, I'd rather <laughs> focus on that instead of actually getting into politics. Because I agree. Yeah, but yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, those are murky one waters. One of the one of the other questions that I had, besides like you going through school and all that, like now that you've worked with patients and you've had your share of experience with patients, like. What what has been helpful for you to like not like earlier we were talking about absorbing their their energy like what mm-hmm. how, how do you practice to like stay folk be, just stay in therapist mode and not in like I guess you can be their friend too but I from a professional standpoint you just have to be a therapist and that's it so you have to maintain a straight face or whatever it is for them to feel comfortable like what how do you go about that Well that's a misconception too I've heard that Damn. people say therapists have to just be your therapist like 
you can't really show emotion. You don't want, you know, it, but it's okay to show emotion with your client. It's okay to build that rapport and to make them feel supported and show that empathy. You want them to know that you understand and that you can be there for them. So whether it be a facial expression or something you verbally state to them, it's important for them to know that they're not talking to a robot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not telling you, you can't go out, obviously there's boundaries and that's the thing you do have to discuss, discuss boundaries because it also depends on the type of client you're working with. For example, if you have somebody with like, you know, a personality disorder, you have to be very careful how you engage with that client because boundaries are very thin for them and they will yeah. overstep and then you have to remind them this is a therapeutic relationship you know, and explain the consequences, the negative consequences if you guys overstep boundaries and the risks and the benefits of what, keeping the boundaries. What do you mean boundaries. by, like, overstepping boundaries? They think you're your friend. They'll invite you out to places. And if you uh, say no, they can take offense of that and it can ruin their therapy. For example, if they made progress and then they want to invite you somewhere, like, oh, we're having to a birthday party or something, like, yeah. or something like that. I want you to come because they think you're, they're, your, they're your friend. Yeah, they're, they're obviously and, telling you yes. all these secrets. And, and as a therapist, you can't do that. You can't have a dual relationship. You can't be hanging out with them outside of work. Once yeah. that starts to happen, that goes against our ethics. you got to take a step back and be like, all right. And you guys obviously have a code, right? That yes. You swear in when once you become yes. licensed. Oh, that's tight. What does that consist of? What? Like your code of ethics is it Scouts like a huge it? list of things, or is it just like it's a not a huge thing? But our code of ethics deals with more like self determination, dignity, and respect, competence. It's more of how we treating the client because yeah. social work is all about the client. It's centered, you know, patient care, client care. We mm. meet the clients where they're at. We're not trying to fit them into where we are or what, you know program is we have to meet them where they're at and we have to treat them a certain way so example if they don't want to do something they have the right to say no and we have to support that yeah. and if you can't support that then you have to be a smart enough and ethical therapist to refer them to a therapist that can i remember you mentioning something about uh the fact that like if a per if a person tells you they're undecided about something like for example i don't know this dude doesn't know if he should move out of his house or stay in his house or something and it because it has to do with maybe his his mom is like annoying him or like whatever and is causing him to be more depressed or mm -hmm. and he's like well what should i do what should i do you guys are not allowed to be like yes leave or no leave, right no we cannot well we shouldn't tell you what to do because if we tell you to do something and you do it and it backfires and makes things worse we are responsible for that action and consequence that happened. So we're trying to do our client. And not, not only that is in therapy, we're trying to help the client ha develop self-efficacy, which means they have the belief that they can do something so yeah. they can do it, build that confidence. We can't order them or tell them to do stuff because then we're not helping them. We're not building them up. Um, so we will – we could – Give a few options and see which ones he may or she may prefer and say, well, how would that look for you if you yeah. were to do this? And then they will respond with how it looks. And then, well, how about give it a try? And Or you can do a list. You can break it like different modalities will tell you what are like 
like problem solving therapy is, you know, you have to identify the problem, define the obstacles, you know, examine, and then you, what is it? you act it out, you do what you agreed upon goals. And then the last thing is you look at what happened from it. Did something wrong go happen? Well, then let's go back to the drawing board. Is there a better solution to this problem? So that helps them learn a problem solve. So then when they're no longer in therapy, they can do it on their own. They don't yeah. need anybody else. They're fine on their own. And that's what we're trying to do, make you better on your own. We don't want you in therapy forever. You yeah, know? So that's Unless so it, you need it, but... <laughs> so it should, it should be a temporary thing. It could be temporary long-term. Again, and again, it goes back to the type of, you know, disorder you have. Person, Some people have yeah, lifelong disorders. you have and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what's a... Can you give us an example of, like, a type of therapy for someone I don't know who's depressed, like like I know there's probably if you a go for the infamous but... one, which is CBT. That's I I'm a fan of that one. I've practiced it before with some of my depressed clients. CBT. CBT is an acronym for cognitive behavioral therapy. So this doesn't only address depression from a cognitive standpoint, but it involves cog your cognition and your behavior. So. It's your, your thoughts are what affects your mood, with which, which then in turn affects your behavior. So yeah. that's like all your whole, that's your whole thing. Like you're going to think of something, something triggers it. it. What are your triggers? Okay. For example. La chancla. Chaneques. <laughs> For example. Chaneques are my trigger, dog. You know. You go buy a lottery ticket, and I'm just using a really mundane, very simple example. You get a lottery ticket, and and someone, well, you're say your Christian buys me a lottery ticket. Yeah, he's like, "Bet play it for me," and I'm just, I know myself. I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to because if I, I know I'm always bad luck, it's not good." And then he's like, "No, you got it, you got it," and I do it, and I lose. That's a trigger. Now I feel to blame. My whole day, I'm just like, I ruined it. He could have won if it wasn't for me. Yeah. Now I feel like a loser. I'm hopeless, you know, and then I'm not going to want to do anything for the rest of the day. I might start to feel restless or very sad or it's just all these different things that can happen. So a common behavioral therapy is to what happened before you felt that way? What did you think and how did you react and how can you change that thought? Let's change it. Because you have all these cognitive distortions that are in your brain, which means like right now, Christian earlier would say he's always negative. That's like a cognitive distortion if you're always negative. Like, what are you thinking? Or magical thinking, you know? What's or magical thinking? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking crazy. Magic? Is gonna happen? Like, like saying you made something happen. You didn't make it happen. Oh, like like superstitious. I'm gonna wear my my something this way, and then it's you know. Yeah, but this is more in a negative context. Yeah. Oh. So like every time, every time I wear my black chanclas, I. Or catastrophizing. I stubbed my toe on the it. fucking bed or something. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't think I'm like that negative. But I always do like to think about both points of views, like you know, from both both sides of the spectrum. of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like to hear. I like to hear. I like to be well well rounded. At least I like to imagine that I am. Yeah. I but know. I think CBT is a really good choice. Again, every therapist has their own evidence based practices that they like to use, and. It's, Clients prefer certain therapies too. I might get a client who doesn't like CBT. They tried it and it didn't work for them. So then, all right, well, what worked for you last time? That sounds like something I'm going to smoke. 
Let's go buy some CBT food. I know. I said, I said, when they went from CB, I was like, is she going to say CBD? <laughs> nah, um, it's that CBT, G. <laughs> Come get that. Well, the thing is, a lot of our therapies are shortened with acronyms. Yeah. So, that's tight. Because there's so long titles, a lot of them. I bet. I mean, that's... I, I took a, a one with whatever, Psychology 101 at Harvard College and... That's all I needed to be like this. <laughs> that ain't <laughs> it was just me, a lot Chief. of information. It's, just, it's fascinating Chief. because it is. It is. The thing about it is, once you get into this field, and I mean, don't just take one class and you automatically think you're good at it. Because yeah. I know there's people out there. It's like, why well, I took half a semester or like two years and like I'm no. Anyway, it takes a long time to learn this stuff. Even years of practice, it's still you know you're still learning because social behavior and humans they change all the time. Yeah. And but yeah. the one thing I like about it is. Having such an extensive background, it is when I when I see people talk about stuff or act a certain way, I stop and think like, huh, maybe this is what's going on. You know, yeah. I start to evaluate and kind of observe, <laughs> and it makes it hard to be mad at somebody because you know they're acting out or they're doing it for a certain reason. Damn, so it makes you more my, it makes you more compassionate, tricks. yeah, and tricks more understanding. And That's good. That's good, but I feel like that would. I mean, I don't. I guess you you're just like studying everywhere you go. Like when it like talking to people. No, you can turn it off. It's like a switch. You can turn it off in your brain. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's important if you don't. If you, I mean, you're always studying. If you don't do that, you're gonna burn out. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like I'm not comparing it to like a certain job, but like certain people have been working a certain job for like many years and then like maybe they don't have kids or they don't have a family and like all they're focused on is that like work is life you uh-huh. know what i mean and then that you bring it home and then it just becomes like i mean that happens and that's where burnout happens yeah and social work burnout is a huge thing because it happens a lot because they get very large caseloads and it becomes difficult to manage sometimes and client client after client after client after client and you just have to learn to develop your own coping skills outside of work. Well, yeah, like you said, imagine dealing with all those clients and getting that that one thing. I said that you get like your energy gets lowered and you get, you're like, oh, that's a lot of shit. Yeah, you got to process too. Like, that's, yeah, that's a lot of. And stuff. I've experienced that. I had a client when one session. It was a very intense session, and during the session, I started to feel my anxiety creeping in. I was like feeling my body tingle and I was starting to kind of freak out internally. And I had to kind of tell myself like, relax, calm down. You're only feeling this because of, you know, the situation at hand. And, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure other therapists have felt that before. And you just kind of have to make yourself, well, you know, make yourself relax and use your own techniques that works for you. And, which it did, but it was really helpful. Like I said, after I was able to talk to my supervisor and she, you know, made me feel more comfortable about what had happened, especially because I was a student at the time. It it was a new yeah, thing for me. That's intense, man. I, my whole day, I was kind of anxious, but it wasn't to the point where like I had a full-blown panic attack, but I, it helped me become aware of how certain sessions with clients can actually make you feel a certain way. That's good. That's... That that's crazy, bro. Cause I feel like that's not like, oh shit, I gotta go take a dab. Let me go take <laughs> this dab. <laughs> yeah, that, everyone deals with with some, their situations uh, yeah, a little different, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I seen a video yesterday of some fool. He said he, he deals with panic attacks. He bites into a lemon, 
It was like, t- yeah, he's like, it takes the, it takes your mind out. Like, damn, this was crazy, but he sounded serious about like that. And it's marches. healthy. It's a lemon. It's not like he's yeah, doing a doing destructive <laughs> behavior like a dab. Hey, but dab, <laughs> dab is good. Dab is good. <laughs> a dab a day keeps the doctor away. Unless you're talking about the dance move. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I don't know about that one. Um, that's funny. What? That so what? Funny. What made you get into this field? Like, what what pushed you to be like, I want to be a therapist. I want to help people. Like, like what solidified it? Well, we talked earlier about how I started into it was with my teacher. Yeah. But I think what solidified it more was I was originally going to be a psychiatrist. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but then I had my own experience with anxiety a little agoraphobia. I was kind of afraid to leave my house because I was always scared I was going to get a panic attack. And yeah. it got to the point where I would miss. I was missing a lot of school and I couldn't really leave. I couldn't even go to the liquor store by my house. And if anybody knows where Dominguez is, it's really small. So I only had to walk about like four or five blocks to the liquor store from yeah. the street I lived on. And I couldn't even go halfway without freaking out and I had to go back home. So Charles. being able... I'm not saying... That's intense that it was a good thing that I experienced that, but it really, it opened my eye to another world of how people are living. And there's a lot of need for those people to get help. And I went to, I eventually was encouraged to go see a therapist by my, one of my best friends, Jasmine Martinez. Shout out. <laughs> Shout to out. Jasmine. Girl. Woo woo. <laughs> and I, I went, thankfully at Harvard college, the therapists there were free of charge for students. And I went and saw one for almost a year, and she changed my life. And she was uh, an intern for social work, and she kind of, I asked her a lot of questions, too, towards the end of our sessions and kind of picked her brain, and it felt like something I wanted to do. And then from there, I started working at different places. I worked at a domestic violence shelter, worked with children, worked with seniors, and it solidified what I wanted to do because social work is well-rounded. It's it's all about the person and environment. You're not looking at them just from a mental standpoint. You're looking at them from environmentally, yeah. socially, economically, um, family history, all of that stuff, dynamics. It's all encompassed in how that affects you, and that's what really made me go into social work was my experience and then learning about the difference between that and other fields. Damn, that's, that's... I still love psychology and psychiatry, though. I mean, you know, but it, it, I guess it just wasn't the path for me. That's cool. I'm I'm happy that you chose a career that involves like helping people like that because mine mine doesn't help, and uh, <laughs> I guess it helps. Yours does help. Yeah, yeah. one of my coping skills. People? What the fuck? It's yeah, <laughs> one of my coping skills is TV. Like when sometimes when I get really bad anxiety or I feel really depressed or feeling something, watching a good movie or a feel good show that's really helpful for me. And there's a bunch of studies that have been done that. A lot of shows and movies are safe places for people that struggle with certain things. Yeah. And it makes them feel safe. And they can feel one with the characters. Like I'll tell you something. There's one movie that I've always watched and I always feel good. That's fucking uh, Back to the Future, man. I could watch that movie. I, that and Rocky. I don't Fair care. Enough. Like Anytime those movies come on, it's on TV with commercials, I'll watch them. I just... They make me feel that type of way, you know? Especially Rocky. I'd be doing fucking... Sit ups for like one week and then <laughs> <laughs> that little motivation going and then dies down. <laughs> What's oh, Rocky Four's over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more, no more, no more. But 
well, as we were talking earlier about um, how like your your industry, you have to keep learning new things, right? Because through yep. the years, like especially yep. like now with social media, like that has opened the doors for different types of disorders through social media. You know what I mean? Like not really diso- new disorders, but exacerbating or like disorders. different triggers, I guess. Right? That it'll too, tr- yeah. like it'll trigger different things. I like guess. it intensifies things. Like before, bullying was just. You know, yeah. in school now, there's social bullying. How is yeah. that affecting boys, girls, women, adults, gender neutral people? How it affects them in terms of how they see themselves, which reflects in their behaviors and their and cognition. And which reflects to like what they see in social media, which is like, yeah. you know, like women looking a certain way or dudes looking a certain way, and then like they're like, I don't look like that. I want to look like that girl that has 1.8 million followers. And they feel like, oh, I, like it's the, what is that called? Body, is it body dysmorphia? What is it? Body yeah, dysmorphia is when you see your body different. So if you look in the mirror, you're actually really a size two, but you look like a size 10 or and, something. And it's like they make, they make it a norm or whatever to, to look like a certain person, you know, to look like Cardi B or to look like, you know, I don't know. Those and, are unrealistic goals. Why? Why do you say that? Unrealistic? Anyone could buy a booty, you know? Not everybody can afford that. It's unrealistic to naturally, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not everybody can buy a bootay. Not everybody can. That's I true. sure can't. I That's cannot true. afford to go spend 75K on my body. Go to the I DR. wish I could. Is Don't test mu- me. Give me some money. Go I'm ready. No. <laughs> Is that how much they spend? Oh, I thought you wanted to change the color of the light. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a girl from... I love me some reality TV, so I'm um, 90 Day Fiance. Drop it, drop it. She, I forgot her name, but she was with Colt, and um, she just spent this past Colt month is it or his whatever. Name? The Colt, yeah, that's the guy's name. I was about to say, like, are we talking like? No, uh, no, no, no. And she was, she was married to. That was her, her fiance that she ended up marrying. Well, anyways, they divorced, and she's with some other dude. But she spent seventy five thousand on her body. To look like Kylie Jenner, she got a Kylie Jenner makeover. Does she I'm, look like? She looked Kylie good. Jenner? I'm not lying. She looked good, but to project that view on a lot of people who can't afford it or have a different body and they want to look like you, you know, that causes a lot I mean, of issues. Shouldn't it, shouldn't we be teaching body positivity? Women and yeah, women and men like yeah, like learn find the parts. I know, like we all have, we all look at ourselves and say, oh, I hate this about myself and all that, but you also have positives. Yeah, you know what I body mean? positive. Teach them to love their body, and if there's something that they don't like, teach them healthy, realistic ways they can change that. I'm not saying plastic surgery is bad. Go if you want to get it, go ahead. You know, I'm an advocate for that. You know, if you want to get it, do your thing. I'm gonna get a hair. But don't let transplant. it get to. Don't let it. <laughs> hey, do if you. That's what make you feel better. But don't do it. Because you want to please up, do it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I want to get and a hair do transplant. Do it responsibly and in a safe way. I want, I want to get a full set it's, of hair. I want to look like like Jesus with my hair. <laughs> 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 yeah, I want to get a whole mommy makeover. I'm not even a mommy, so I feel it. I need some money. <laughs> Anybody want to make me a GoFundMe? <laughs> mm, <my God. laughs> I I don't I don't know I. I don't really agree. I don't, not that I don't agree. I just don't think that I'm more for like a person working on loving themselves instead of like finding like, 
Like, oh, I'm going to change my face. Oh, hey, I, I'm I love you know myself. What I, mean? like, I, just... I just want more hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's I, obviously like, I'm not in the position of, of other people who are probably going through some shit or like people who are like super duper overweight and all that. Like, like that show of that doctor who focuses on people who are like over 600 pounds. Oh, my 600 pounds. pound life uh, and with he, Dr. But now. he checks them. That, that doctor checks him and he's like, look, bro, like, I don't, have to, I don't have to do the surgery for you. It's like, if you don't, you know, they have to, because they have to make a certain cut because they can't just go in there and... And, and cut all the weight because if you just if you do that then it's like you're not really dealing with the problem which is the problem is how you're eating you're cheating, you know the stuff yeah. that you're eating yeah. you know so it's like he's like look you got to lose at least you know x number of pounds which is usually a lot right it's usually like over a hundred something pounds Fuck. and if they don't do it and if they don't and if he sees that they're they're just not in it you know their commitment isn't a hundred percent then he's just like you don't get the surgery plain and simple so and and like sandra was saying their life is at stake Literally, you know, like they can die. Don't from say that because then they're going to get hungry. I thought you said something about them dying. <laughs> Don't and, say um, that because then someone's going to get hungry, fool. Fuck. And the, cra- the good thing about that show is a lot of times those individuals who go on the show have trauma or something that's underlying that. They found comfort in food. That's why they've gotten the way they are. Not all of them. Some of them. And they um, show that on the show. They show them going to therapy, working on it. And the doctor says, you're not going to lose weight unless you actually get to the root of the problem that you're overeating and there you go mental health is everywhere (laughs) and then people's body are different like i feel like i eat a lot but i'm like i've been i've been the same way since i was in high school i eat less than this dude and i'll work out and i'll gain like 10 pounds (laughs) and he lost he quit drinking for like 30 days like uh two months ago or something and he lost like 10 pounds that's the water i'm like dude <laughs> it's that sugar in the I look at a donut and gain five pounds. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, that shit's it's tough. So that you can't judge people like that. You know, you don't know, you don't know how their bodies are, their brains, nothing. You know, so. you also don't know. Some people are overweight because of medical issues, thyroid yeah. problems. Yeah, you know, they can't lose Thy- weight. It's yeah. too hard. They're, you know, so it's like you can't judge people. Don't judge people. No, That's no, one thing no. our society likes to do. Like they like to judge. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I don't. I'm not saying I don't judge either. I'd be judging a lot too, but I don't go over there and be mean about it and be writing on your status like, "Ooh, why are you looking like that?" You didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. If, if I'm looking like a bozo, I better hear from one of you guys being like, "Chris, you look like a bozo." Like right now, I'm wearing a fucking wave cap. My friends Sandra too. If you see me, <laughs> you know, let me know. Ways. Those eyebrows, homegirl. Get it fixed. I'll be like, all right, you're there, right, you're right. Let me let me fix these real quick. And but but there's also only a certain amount of a certain group of people who <laughs> can tell you you look like uh, a bozo. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Yeah, like just if you you were telling me, like, Stocker, you look like a bozo. Like I a bozo. Can, you know, I could take it from you. <laughs> but other people be like, hey, they'll be like, what the fuck? What did you say? What'd you say? What'd you say? Yeah, well, Lita yeah. looks like a bozo. This <laughs> Oh man. Um. Well, this conversation's good, babe. I, I'm glad that I think that you're sitting here with us discussing some of the. Sorry, so, it's so serious. It's a, nah, but it's, infor- it's <laughs> nah, informative. it's important. Yeah, and, and it's important to have someone like this. Because, I thought you were gonna say inf- say fornicating or something. What? It's important. <laughs> it's important. I said informative, oh. and I said it's important. It's important because, like, you know, what we were talking earlier and saying that like, it's like in the Mexican culture, it's like 
you know, and people don't talk about it. So you know, I think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have to have you on another episode because this is this is a good one. It was, I don't, you know, first mm-hmm. first yeah, woman, and it was a it was a good it was a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. A woman telling yeah what to do. Wow. <laughs> 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 Stereotyping. Nah, well, it's nah. because it's, well, it's because too we're Mexican, so we know our moms would always tell us what to do. So it's kind of like a mother figure. I don't know, kind of you know what I mean. It's all stacks on your mama. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying like that. I'm just saying you know it's like you know it's like that. Like you, you, I don't know. I feel comfortable when I feel when like a lot of a lot of people find because that's another thing that I was supposed to ask you that I that I'm just remembering right now is like being a woman. What did that you think that played a role in you wanting to be a therapist? Or because I obviously I don't know like do you you might not know this answer but I'm just gonna ask it for the sake of asking it but like is there more women therapists than men therapists? Oh yeah, is there's way real? more women social workers. It's a, it's a woman dominated field for sure. And I think it's for the same reason that I think like women naturally, physically want to nourish how like, people yeah help yep. nurture. That's a, that's yeah 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 that was. Um, people you know in general i think it's just in your guys's like genes and not only just in our genes it's also gender norms yeah growing up right your men mom. aren't really supposed to be expressive and that's something that needs to change too if you want to cry cry bro yeah i'm, I'm, I got I'm a shoulder big, i'm a big mom, ass, I'll cry later. i'm a big ass cry baby you, so. you want to talk about your worries do it yeah i'm a big ass you know i know, I know christmas i'm a big ass cry baby <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I it was. I don't know. I've never been like a crier. I cry I still remember like going to funerals. Sometimes there's a tear coming out. What the fuck? I'm crying. I cry all the time. So it's like Sanders whatever. Infamous for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I be I'm telling Christian like, you're not sad. It doesn't bother you. I'm over here asking him <laughs> open ended questions and stuff, trying to get him to vent. But he's just like, I'm cool. I don't know, man. I I I have like my moments. I I'm not saying I'm like you know, but yeah, certain people are. Wi- yeah, certain people wired, are wired different ways. Yeah. People. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like when when I went to funerals as a kid, I remember for some reason I would laugh when I saw people crying. It was like you know family members, uncles and aunts, and they were all crying because you know someone in their family passed away. And I, I my reaction because you felt was awkward. Like, I wanted to laugh. Like that's the only thing I wanted to probably do was because laugh that was like your like, defense mechanism of being like feeling yeah, it was weird. weird. It yeah. was, and it it would be like weird, and I like I kind of had to leave the room because I'm like, damn, I'm over here cracking up. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking I like be, Joker, I, no mama's way. Yeah, you're huh, fucking like, psychopath. Yeah. Fuck, that way. The maybe, I think I, maybe, maybe now I do need to go see a fucking therapist. <laughs> One note I do want to say is a lot of things we discuss here and other stuff, you know, everything's subjective. So the way I feel about something or experience something is going to be different from someone else's experience. So I don't want them to be like, well, Sandra said this or something and this. You know, I did say that. Yeah. But that was from my experience. Mm-hmm. And that's my subjectivity. That's how I seen it or feel it you know yeah um, well, we're gonna have to ask if we want callers uh, we're gonna start opening the the phone lines for people one eight hundred. have a 10 minute therapy teletherapy yeah podcast therapy with with sandra yeah um, on our on our network on the shut shut the network shut then um we're gonna start a network now i'm gonna be like shut then how you feeling no. yeah 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 <laughs> Like, yo, my baby mama, man. <laughs> my baby mama be taking nah, my I'm check. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even buy a demo out here. 
<laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, "That's therapy, Sandra." And then after the five minute, this is this is the person I want. This is what you gotta tell her, okay? You need to <laughs> <laughs> ghetto therapy. How about that? Right um, there. Well, now that we're in it, bro. Speaking of the speaking of ghetto, speaking of shit happening, what's up? Is the Chaneca getting close? Oh, the Chan. I think the Chaneca's around the corner, bro. It's just oh, right here. I could shit. smell him. I could smell him. So this week, this week's Chaneca and this, oh my God. So we've been, I went on a binge. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. I, I binged out for these couple weeks that we were gone. I did all types of shit. Can't even tell you what I'm doing. But I binged out. So this Chaneca is going to be a pretty epic Chaneca, bros. The Chaneca of the week, this week is, I fucking hate these people. I hate these Chanekas <laughs> with a passion, bro. <laughs> All the motherfuckers. I'm sorry that I'm cussing, but I have to because this is the passionate one. That don't use the turn signals when they're fucking switching lanes. Oh, my God. I oh fucking gosh, I hate, that. hate those mother... Beep. That's all I got to say, bro. I hate Hey, we're on, people, we're on the podcast, though. You can, you fucking, you can cuss. I fucking hate that shit, dog. I hate it with a passion. I was going to start throwing pennies at them, but I said, nah, I don't want to get into problems. But I fucking hate them. Fuck them Chanekas. What's your opinion? <laughs> ah, oh, man. I mean, using a turn signal is, like, so fucking easy to, to, do, to do. Like, it's, you know, it's, like, right next to your hand on the steering wheel. It's something, it's something so fucking simple. You and, have to use it. And it also avoids a lot of accidents. Yes, you know what I mean? bro. It avoids. That's the whole point. They made that shit, bro. You could see someone, even if they're driving a little crazy, you put the ticket, all right, bro, let me let me slow down. These fucking people are fucking, I don't know, bro. It gets me mad. You can, can tell I add to your Can I'm I add to your Chaneke? Can I add to your Chaneke by saying that another shit that pisses me off is say, say people who leave the fucking blinker on, bro. Yeah. And, and they don't, like, they're driving next to you. And they're things that, you know, you see it and you're like, all right, I'm going to give them some space. I'm going to let them slide in. And the food doesn't slide in. It's like, yo, do you not know that you got your fucking blinker on? I'm pretty sure they hear they put. Yeah, do you Like, do? they have to hear it. But that's just funny, bro. Well, it's not funny. It actually is pretty annoying. That's um, annoying as fuck. Peeps, if you're listening to this, put your blinker on. Yes. Don't be a douchebag. And do it with time, too. Don't just put and your also, blinker. And also, don't be a douchebag. And if I turn my blinker on with time, don't fucking speed up. Uh, Let me fucking yes, pass. Yes. Or else I ain't turning my blinker on and giving you no advance yes, notice, be, all right? At least be courteous and yeah, yep. There's a reason why this shit exists, and it's for people to walk, pay attention to them and people to put them on because they're going to use them and then use them right. You know, it's like something you should, there should be taught. I feel, By whoever I teaches feel like you how to drive, you know, they should tell blinkers, you that shit. You can tell them, like, hey, food, that shit needs blinker fluid, and they're going to go look for it in AutoZone. <laughs> 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 yeah, that road rage is real. And I, I'm going to tell you something, man. Living in Georgia for the last five years and then growing up in, in California, there's bad drivers in California, but the shit out here is on another level, bro. They're like, worse? There's people driving on the fucking emergency lanes. I Dude, I've seen some shit. That it reminded me of Mexico. It reminded me of Mexico. Mexico driving to Mexico is nuts because it's fucking wild in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like wild stop signs are just there for fucking decoration. Those <laughs> no, are not, not there to, to, Yeah, and there's just some some the road rage is real. And like I ain't gonna lie, like the first year I was out here, the road rage was pretty. 
it would get to me, bro. I'd be like, God damn, like I wanted to chase the guy down, you know, and be you like, can't You can't do that. That's a fucking open carrying but state. But it's like, over there, nah, bro. nah, nah. I had to tell myself. Get shot. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's another thing. Everyone's strapped up out Everybody. here. Everybody, like, nah, they don't have handguns. They have Dracos, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> fucking grenades, bro. <laughs> I believe you. See, sticky bombs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> RPGs. But, um, well, now that we've got the chaneke done, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. And babe, Sandra, I want to give you a big, big thank you for not just being the first woman, but being the, you know, bringing your knowledge in therapy and in and all that. And I know. the mind, we'll the subject of the mind and sharing your knowledge with us. And we definitely want to have you back. Mm-hmm. You know, we might start doing some people want to do therapy sessions, drop a. Drop a comment on our on our on our picture and be like, "Yo, I need my session with Sandra, and we'll hook you guys up." <laughs> um, Zoom therapy over here. So uh, thank you, babe, and uh, so babe, I just want to thank you for sitting down here with us and having a conversation, and you shared a little bit about yourself and you shared knowledge, and we're grateful for that. We hope to have you back. Maybe one day people could maybe people can like talk to you at some point. You know, we'll I, I appreciate you guys letting me be on and discussing some important information. I know a lot of it was just hitting the surface, but you know, there's so much information on the web that you can look up and find. Just make sure it's a quality source about this stuff. Or, there's a lot of resources to seek out mental health. If you need help, I'll, I'll find resources too. That's also part of social work jobs. We resource and advocate for people. We will find you the help you need. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you That's for coming. Right. Yeah. Thank you for coming. And if you want a session, just leave a comment on our Instagram. Stock, you got the first session. <laughs> I got problems. Stock is gonna be the first one right there, like <laughs> over here. Hey, hey, it's all confidential. Code of ethics. I can't say nothing. Whatever you tell me, so unless you're planning to harm yourself or someone else, oh, then, then you gotta do mom's something. the word. Damn, well, thank crazy. you, babe. Thank you. And uh, to our listeners, thank you. I know we took a little bit of a break, yep, but thank, thank you all guys. for listening to us. Thank you guys for being we'll patient. We'll be back next week. I had to go on that bench. Chris had to spend <laughs> family time. You know, I'm oh, the wild yeah. one over here. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I started work and schedule's changing, so I'm adapting to this again, you know? Getting me, me going. Too. I'm used to coming home to a hot meal. I know, man. Now I, <laughs> I have to go back to cooking again. Tell you what, well, again, thank you guys thank for you guys. listening. This is the Shop Den Podcast, Shop and uh, enjoy the rest of your week, peeps. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. We thank you for listening to the Shop Den Podcast with me and Key Bodics.